So we're arriving to the stop and the train's kind of is pulling in and we look out and it, I'm telling you, it's a massive Hundreds of people. crowd of people waiting to get on this train. Mm-hmm. I have no idea where they're coming from. Mm-hmm. I have no idea why it's midnight. We were just standing there. Yeah. And so I'm thinking, oh, wow, that's a lot of people. I'm not thinking this is going to be a problem. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm not thinking that at all. Right. I'm thinking soon as those doors open. Just like everywhere in the universe. Uh-huh. You just get off and yeah. then they get on. The, the sea will part and people will allow you to get off. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, 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 no. That's not what happened. Welcome to the Push Podcast. Why push? Because a nudge is just too friendly. I'm Janelle. And I'm Eddie. And we're the Copelands. We are entrepreneurs, parents, business and life coaches. Lifelong learners is so much more. On this podcast, we share some of our best and worst experiences. <laughs> From raising kids to building businesses or having a career you always dreamt of, we tackle it all. And all the funny moments in between. Look, life can be a challenge and sometimes you just need the right friends to help you push through. Pushing you to the right mindset and perspective that shifts life in your face. So if you're like us and you're always looking to grow, laugh and dream big, this is the place for you. So get ready to be pushed. Hey guys, welcome back to the Push Podcast. I'm Janelle Copeland. And I am Edward Copeland. Yo, what's going on? Sounded like you were going to say Edward Copeland the third, but you're not. You're the first, the I'm last, a, and the only. The, yes, I am the first, last, and only. And I like uh, you. It's, it's good to be a one of one. There you go. Yeah. Uh, this episode's going to be about our new journey into empty nesterhood. Yeah. Oh, well, it's so funny. I thought you were saying this that a episode, new hood? This episode is brought to you by... It's not. Uh, <laughs> brought to you by the Copelands. The Copelands. Yeah. So this is about um, what we did after. Like, we dropped the kids off. We dropped Jordan off. Mm-hmm. And in we went London. On, in, in London. And we decided to go take a train to the wonderful place of France. We mm-hmm. visit a couple places in France, which Paris mm-hmm. and then the south of France. And if and you guys missed the last episode on why we took this trip, it was because I refused to come home to a empty house without some sort right. of transition. And we thought it would be a really great time for us to take our first ever trip with just you and I. Like yep. that, we we usually take family vacations, right. and this time we took a husband and wife vacation. Yeah, and so this is a m- more of a kind of a what in the world. The episode. whole episode. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but I do have a what in the world that's separate from this. Okay, what is All right. it? All right, so before we get into the the trip, which mm-hmm. I think is going to be super fun, and I hope you you, you guys really love it. It's going to be some funny moments. But um, so Jordan, you know, she's been like we mentioned in the last episode has been. Um, calling and FaceTime and telling mm-hmm. us about her friends, right? And so, I, you know, I, this, this concept... Don't talk about her friends right now. No, this concept <laughs> of um, what type of house did you grow up in? Mm-hmm. Were you a, a, a juice house, mm-hmm. a soda house, or a water house? Mm-hmm. And what this means, if, you, if you're not following me, is like when you raised your kid, or when you were a kid, you were raised, when you opened the refrigerator, was there juice in the refrigerator? Mm-hmm. Was there soda? I'm going to add another one. Was there Kool-Aid or was it just water? Right. Right. Uh, And then maybe you had, you know, milk or a version of milk. Right. Right. Just say that. Mm -hmm. And so we raised the kids in a water house. We're a water house. You open the refrigerator, ain't no juice in there. Yeah. We don't have soda. (laughs) We We don't don't have have juice. We don't have juice. Yeah. Uh, And so. Why? 
Well, just because we grew up, well, I grew up in water a water house. Water is good for you. Water I grew up in a you. water house too. <laughs> and water is good for you. We yeah. all walk around with these giant, you know, right. hydro flasks, Stanleys, right. whatever your choice yeah. is. But like usually they're gallon size, right. all five of us. Right. And so we drink a lot of water, water, water. And so we raised water kids. Right. And so Jordan's telling her story about some of her friends. As he said, you know, some of my friends, like they were born in a juice house. <laughs> And not only is it juice in the house, it's extended to restaurants. Mm -hmm. And so this is a new concept right. because he, we raise the kids. Yeah, there'll be five waters here. Yeah. You know, right. And it's just like you, you water at home, you water at the restaurant, yeah. right? Uh, never have I ever seen them order, can I get an orange juice? Can I get a grape juice? Can I get a, mm -hmm. I don't know, what do they call it? Strawberry juice? I don't a know. Mango a juice. mango juice. Like, nothing. Like, yeah. yeah. Right? We just don't order We juice. just don't do that. And so she said she was with a friend and her friend ordered, she said, can I get some, can I get a mango juice? juice. Mango juice. Uh -huh. I was like, mango juice. Yeah. Like, She's also menu? from the Caribbean. <laughs> so if you're from the Caribbean, is that automatically Maybe, a juice house? Yeah. Like, no, I'm saying she ordered mango juice. I don't think it's like a standard practice in America, but I have never seen had mango, mango juice. juice on the menu, but I have also never, never ordered for it. Right. right? Yeah. So. She said, yeah. So Jordan was like, she's oh, like, wow. She's, wow. She must have grew up in a juice house. Did you just say juice? Yeah. <laughs> and then so, but well, the kicker is when, you know, there's no refills on juice. She ordered another one. There is it? Right. No, no. So wait, she ordered. So that's like a $4 juice, right? So then Jordan said when the waiter came back that, uh, she was like, can I get two more mango juices? Oh and so Jordan was like, oh, I think she's going to treat me. And she said, nope. She just wanted to make sure she had like two refills of the mango juice. And the funny thing was like all of us on FaceTime, our Copeland family, we were like immediate pimple. Like right, right. immediately that's too much sugar, right? Like there's no way we could handle our bodies are not built for that. Right. right. So it's super funny. But yeah, they she grew up in a juice house. Yeah, there's also a TikTok trend that's like, what kind of uh, family did you come from? So like, were you a, and this is like when you're out at a restaurant. So mm -hmm. are you a drink appetizer dessert like orderer, right. right? Or did you come from a water, no dessert family? Right. And so, uh, like, that's so funny because now when the girls are, like, describing someone, they're like, they came from a beverage family. Like, beverage, or what is it? Like, they got a beverage, the entre beverage and entree family. Beverage and entree or beverage and uh, appetizer. Well, if the guy, you know, right. orders appetizers, then he's a beverage appetizer entree family. He uh, came from that, right? Uh, and they're like, yeah, we came from a water uh, entree family right and we were like yeah you did you get looked at sideways if you ordered a four dollar coca-cola or right, something right but you know i think and then later as they got older we we started introducing a little appetizer well we were <laughs> yeah we were water appetizer entree right share a dessert family yeah but the dessert was very yeah. rare i love dessert right I, yeah. we just don't get it because you don't like sugar and you'll shame us yeah well you know sometimes shame is a good thing <laughs> Yeah, protect you guys from a lot. Oh my God. So it's interesting. I want to know to our listeners, like, were you a water entree family when you ate out or were you a beverage appetizer entree dessert, like from, from one of those households? Right.
That's funny. Yeah. So, so that this is, is funny. how we categorize people yeah, these exactly. days. Exactly. It, you know, and it doesn't necessarily mean your economics, uh, you know, standing in life. It just yes, means it, it did. It sometimes does. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, sometimes you just kind of go like e even now we really just don't get we don't. I mean, I'm like, hey, can I get it? You know, can I get a juice? Right. Can I get some apple juice? No, with my dinner. But we get cocktails. So now <laughs> we get cocktails. when it's just the two of us yeah. and we're in our 40s and we have money, we're like, OK, yeah. we'll get a cocktail appetizer, entree, possibly dessert. Right. That's a lot. Hey, there's only two of us, especially when you don't have to you know, spend money for five. <laughs> oh, God. Good Things Lord. Things have changed. Yeah. yeah. OK, so we leave Jordan in London. We say goodbye to her. Lots of tears. Um, I tried not to cry in front of her because I didn't want her to think, <laughs> I didn't want her to think that we were sad to leave her and you know, oh, well you should come back cause your parents are going to miss you. So I kept telling her I'm crying because I'm going to miss you, but you're in the perfect place. Right. And we're well, so excited for this. Right. I, I, so the first thing that was funny is that we're saying goodbye at the corner, right? Uh -huh. Like all of a sudden we have to leave. Right? And the Uber driver is the there. And the Uber, yeah. Uber driver is there, right? So the Uber driver is watching us say goodbye and he's helping us put the bags in. And we get in the car. And the we're guy crying. goes, he looks at you and he says, don't worry, you'll see your sister again. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, uh, okay, thanks. But that's my daughter. <laughs> and I'm leaving her in another country and I need to cry. Oh, God. And so he handed me a box of tissues <laughs> and then we just cried. Yeah. And, and we, we were leaving. You said for some reason we had to leave. We had to leave because we were catching a train. I know, but I'm just saying, I feel like it just came really quick. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So yeah. we say goodbye, get in the Uber, we go to the train station. The train station mm -hmm. was a nightmare, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So we get to the train station and, you know, um, you know, we're excited. We, 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 you know, we run through there and we get to the line and we get to the like staging area. I don't know. Mm -hmm. but, but it's it's equivalent to if you haven't been in a train station, it's equivalent to um, the, tar the, the, the terminal at a at an airport. Mm -hmm. Right. So you're in the terminal. But the difference is is you don't know what your gate is mm -hmm. until 15 minutes before, before the departure. Train, the departure. And so everybody's standing in anticipation of where they're going to run. Mind you, this is a crowded place, mm -hmm. right? And and so the, you know, obviously you have multiple um, cars, that's what they call train cars, mm -hmm. right? So and so you don't know where you're going to be. So we're standing there and I'm like, it's going to be a full-on sprint mm -hmm. because in Europe People are like when it comes to lines and, and, and like getting off planes, there's some type of like anxiety or rush to get like to be mm -hmm. off the plane first to get to. And, and so like we have to like keep up with that or we're going to be in trouble. Mm -hmm. right? So we did get in trouble one get, time. Right, we see we did. Yeah. And so we stand we stand there and all of a sudden the the screen blinks and it says, you know, gate 18, gate 18. Right. And so we're like. Oh shoot, we have to go through this door. And so it's a mad sprint mm -hmm. with our bags and everything to get to this gate uh, and get there. And everything worked out. We got on a train. Um, time out. Time out. Uh, in London, it's an English speaking country, right. right? When you're crossing the street, though, if you're coming from America, look the other way because the cars are coming from the other 100%. way and driving on the other I don't know side. Fix yeah. That. They and, need to fix that. Oh my God, you're so silly. So we take this train to from London to Paris. And as soon as we land in France, everything is not in English anymore. Right. It's now in French. And Game so that was like, oh, everything's changed. They no longer speak English. Signs are no longer in English. 
And now, like, you had a terminal or a gate you were going to. You could read all that in London. You cannot read that now yeah. in France. So, yeah. And so we get to, to France. and Well, specifically, we get to Paris. Mm -hmm. And, we and, you know, we get off the train and we're like, oh, look at this. We're in Paris. You know, you start pulling your camera around, all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And then, like, we're like, shoot, we got to find a, a, a Uber or a taxi, right? So we elected to just get a taxi. It's much easier. We just get into this guy's taxi. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden... This fucking guy starts driving like he is in Fast yeah. Furious you know, 11. Yeah. And he is like in and out of traffic. And I'm like, what is going on? Well, he doesn't speak any English. I'm like, why is he driving yeah. like this? And uh, I'll just say like it was kind of a shock because no one speaks English. Right. Like, for the most part, like they are speaking French and they're expecting you to speak French too. So even as simple as like, where are you going? He's asking you in French. And so you don't know how to say the name of the hotel. Well, yeah, blah, in, blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah, blah. And so you have, <laughs> there's a lot of like showing someone right. the phone. And so he looks at it and then he mumbles something in French. And then we start driving like ferociously. And I'm like, whoa. And at one point you pulled out your phone to start like filming. And I was like, oh God, don't do that. Like, yeah, I needed, to, I wanted to film because no one would ever believe yeah. It was pretty that bad. He was driving like a madman. Yeah. Now we've been in, you know, cabs in New York, like yeah. many different congested areas. And if you think they're bad in New York, you should go to France. Well, in New York, we had that one situation where the guy stuck his head out of the freaking yeah. sunroof and cussed, cussed out. Me. And I was like, oh, we're going to get shot. That worked out fine. So <laughs> this was going to work out fine it too. Was perfectly yeah. Fine. Yeah. And he got back in the car and started Finished talking all story. regular. So over here, you got the Empire State Building. <laughs> I was, I was like, like, whoa. Well, you just got an altercation. Do you need to breathe for a second, bro? You just can't be coming back and forth oh, like that. God. It's super schizophrenic. But um, this cab driver was driving crazy. So I tried to film it, but I didn't really get a lot of cat, a lot of footage of it. But I mean, he was riding up against people on bikes mm -hmm. and like pedestrians. And yeah. I was just like, and they didn't seem phased. No. So now I was thinking, oh, it's us. We're we are the problem. Yeah. We are the ones that think that this is odd. Everyone's like, he's yeah. moving through traffic as he should. Well, it's overly populated and super like dense in a very small area. Like Paris is not that big compared to, I think, like a New York where right. you've got thousands of people living on top of each other. But there's enough like you get on a subway and ride it for 30 minutes. Like right. it doesn't seem like Paris is that big. Right. Yeah. Well, he was driving crazy. He was driving so crazy that when I got out of the car, I said, I have to look at this car. Like, I need to Are there look. Dense? Is it's got to be dense around it. So I literally started looking around like, there's got to be like You dense. thought you were an Avis worker checking like, him back in? I was like, there's no way he has not gotten to a fender bender the way he was driving. Yeah. Right? So Did but he that, have dents? Uh, no, he, yeah. he didn't. He, he didn't have dents. He which knows what really, he's doing. Yeah, he like he. And he got us there safely. Yeah, but it I was mean, pretty frightening. <laughs> was, so we get to our hotel in Paris, uh, drop off our luggage. Again, they don't speak English in our hotel. I mean, they spoke a little bit, yeah. um, but asking for a charger, then going from like London to France. Now it's a different charger for the wall. So all the adapters that we have from right. London don't work. Um, so just, you know, trying to figure out this stuff. And then it was really, really, really hot in yeah. France. So we're walking around and Eddie has the nerve to start asking everyone, do you do you sell bandanas? <laughs> Mind you guys, they don't speak freaking English. And he's saying the word bandana and they're like answering him in French, like trying to figure it out. So I like use the translator and I show the people and they're like, no, <laughs> no. no. Why but do you need they, a bandana? But what they do have are, are dish, dish towels. towels. So he got a every France dish towel. <laughs> 
carried that sucker around, wiped his face with the dish towel the whole time. I'm like, are you really going to do this with a dish towel? He's like, desperate times. Let me tell you, it was so hot. And it wasn't like tropical hot. It wasn't humid. It was stale. Yeah. Like there was, it was hot, but there was no breeze. There, There was slight humidity. But like it just didn't feel like you were you were in a you know in yeah. a tropical place, and so I was just sweating. I was and like, so I, "Am I, I in menopause?" <laughs> like I, literally the whole time I was like, "This must be what it feels like." Like literally, women, men are walking around with fans, but we seem to be the only ones offended by it. Right, like because like, nothing had AC. Right, I'm sitting, people. I'm on the subway, and my face is just dripping, <laughs> like I'm playing a full court game of basketball. And I'm looking at people and they don't seem to be bothered. Yeah. Right. And so I'm like, what is it about me? Yeah. I am so hot and right. sweating right now. And like, you, you know, just I just deal with it. You just got to deal with okay. it. Okay. But- Let's talk about the subway. <laughs> so we drop off our luggage. We change really quick. We're going to go have a nice dinner. Mind you, we just been crying. Right. On the train. Yeah. You were like, are you okay? I was like, don't look at me. I can't talk about it. <laughs> Not like, don't even bring up her name right now. And so uh, we go to this really nice dinner. You found uh, mm-hmm. this beautiful restaurant, Shout rooftop. Out <laughs> yeah, it's called Perouche, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so we have to take a subway to get there. So we're like trotting down to the subway station. We're like, we could figure this out. Again, nothing in English. Right. So we're just hitting buttons, like trying to buy a ticket. And we're just like, yes, go tap it. Right. Yeah. So many times we tapped it. We were like, I don't know if we tapped $8, $80. I don't know what, what this buys a ticket it for. Like we were such in a rush because it seemed like everyone behind us was in a pant, like in a yeah. rush. Like hurry and up. So like, we're like I'm we're sure there was here. a button to get English, but we, we just didn't, not find we didn't, it. We didn't have that kind yeah. of time. Right. Well, we so couldn't we just, find it. Right. I was looking for it because we didn't know what we were right. buying. So we buy a ticket. We're like hoping that it works. We do what everyone else does. We put it in and we're like, hey, it works. Yeah. So we get on the subway and go to this great restaurant. And I will just say on the subway, this is my issue. Mm. Like you're gonna you're gonna say that I hated France, and I'm just gonna tell you the things. I'm gonna I was be gonna upfront. title this episode. I'm gonna be upfront with the things I didn't like. Number one, uh, I think that the French people, from what I gather, have no problem packing in and piling in, and so there's no personal space. And when I say it's hot, it's muggy, it's stale. Everyone's sweating, everyone stinks, deodorant is a light suggestion, <laughs> then it's like an uncomfortable, ugh, like I, yeah. I'm in my hair sweating on my arm, but now I've got, you know, I'm holding on to the thing in the subway and the guy's holding on and his armpits in my face and he doesn't seem to mind yeah. that his hairs in his armpits are like next to my eyelashes. <laughs> I have a problem with that. So then I'm trying to turn around and then some other guy's like arm is touching mine. He doesn't care. And so we're literally swapping bodily fluids because everyone's sweating. Right. So then I'm like watching and I was like, OK, well, we're not the only ones sweating. It's hot, but no one's really like, ah, this is a lot. Right. And I watch these people get up from their chairs. We had a long way to go. And they got up and there was swamp ass in their chair. <laughs> Like, do you know what swamp ass is? Like, it was sweat uh-huh. from their butts from sitting in the chair. <laughs> and then when they got up, somehow we kind of got pushed into like those seats because we were like closest. 
and you didn't see it, but I did. And so I was sitting on the edge of the chair and I was like, I hate it here. I hate it here. I hate it here. We just get, we just got here. And you're like, what? I said, we have swamp ass on our ass right now. And you were like, Ugh. so we get out and literally like my pant, my dress is wet. And yeah, your pants wet, not from your ass, but someone else's ass. I, that's where I draw the line. So already out of the gates, I'm like, you don't like us. You're trying to drive crazy. You don't speak English. We don't speak your language. I don't know how much it costs us to get on the subway. Everyone's in your space. So this is like the start of it. We get off. We go to this beautiful restaurant. You can see the Eiffel Tower. I mean, it was unbelievable. And everyone, you guys, is smoking. Mm -hmm. Everyone in the restaurant, except the Copelands, smoking cigarettes while having dinner and cocktails like you're eating a steak that costs a hundred dollars with a cigarette right just chain smoking all night long and let me just give some context we, it, for people listen to the podcast we are in california we're from Cal california california we are born and raised in california so I don't. I think probably maybe ten percent of Californians smoke. I don't 10? know. Ten, probably less than that. Or I don't less. know. When because have you, you can't even you seen you can't smoke, smoke anywhere. Mm -hmm. So it conditions you not to be, um, you know, really Accepting? ready. It, really ready for cigarette smoke. Mm -hmm. it, it becomes extremely offensive. So for those who live, yeah, in, if you live in, if you're a smoker, just Europe, know, yeah, we're coming from a place where it's smoking, just not our it's culture. It's just not our culture. Yeah. So if you're eating, especially right and that's mostly for the united states if you're in a restaurant you can't smoke in a restaurant so to be in a place where someone right next to you is smoking and eating and i watched this lady uh, across from me i was like she just smoked nine cigarettes yeah. so you were watching the lady behind me and i was watching the ladies at the bar just chain smoke the whole hour and a half we were there i was like she's on that's 14. like literally like what year is this and the reason this is important is because like we value travel like the right. whole point of traveling is so you can experience other cultures and just like embrace it i'm telling i can never embrace the smoke of a cigarette because i just i'm not around it ever right. in california and so sitting at this really nice expensive restaurant i'm like i can't be here like i like they're blowing smoke in my hair it's like in my face my eyes are red so i was really struggling right, right. and i was like i think i hate it here <laughs> that was the first time i was like i think i hate it here did i not yeah and you were like honey it's beautiful i'm like it's actually not like <laughs> it's not like it's hot uh, everyone is sweating and it's smoky and look at my eyes and i like wanted to cry and it was just a lot and then I'm going to say this, like I, I, maybe someone from the UK can explain to me why. You mean in Europe? In Europe. Yeah. Why all of the toilets. Okay. It's one thing. I get it. California. We care about everything. You can't smoke. You can't do this. But we have toilet seat covers, right? Yep, so yep. I get it. I'm fine. Lots of states. Texas doesn't have toilet seat covers, whatever. Um, but not only do you not have a toilet seat cover, like a paper, they don't have toilet seats. Right. Like there's like, no lid. It's just a toilet. Right. Like there's no, no, like the seat in most. Right. I took pictures of all most right. of the restaurants. Right. Like, and if they do have a toilet seat on it, like where you're supposed to put your butt so it's not on the bowl of the toilet, it's the wrong size. So like mm. I have five photos in my phone <laughs> of like nice restaurants that we went to. And I'm like, yep, let me take a picture of this. That's not the right size toilet seat for this toilet bowl. Yeah. And so I, I don't understand. Like, 
So I started walking around with wipes just to be able to like, okay, if this toilet seat, you know, there's no seat covered. It was just a problem for me. Right. So the smoking, (laughs) the swamp ass on the subway, the, you know, crowding. It was a lot. It was so much for me. And, you know, look. Maybe it was my emotional state. Right. And it could have been that. But we also decided to like we normally use um, like. Uh, Brianna hooks us up and, and sets up all of our vacation travel and travel. And so because like in the, the state in which we were in, we just didn't have that time period to do that. Right. Like it was she was on a sabbatical. So, yeah. So what we end up having to do is I had to like plan some of the stuff. And I, try, I tried to make it really cool. But we also did more things that, you, you know, we wanted to just like see the city. So we mm-hmm. wanted to get on the subways. We, we, yeah. didn't, we, want, we didn't want to Uber everywhere. Right. Yeah. And so we subjected ourselves to some of that. But so we had this. So I'm gonna continue. So we we had this amazing. I thought it was an amazing dinner, it even though it was smokers mm-hmm. there, and we, you know, it was interesting. Yeah. Um. And so then we get to leave. Now it's about midnight. No, it's twelve thirty. It's twelve thirty a.m. And so we, it's twelve thirty a.m. And so we get on the su- and the subway is packed. I mean, not just the train, but people, hundreds of people. People. I'm like, where are they coming from? Yeah. And so it's packed. It's literally the city that never sleeps. Right. Whatever y'all are doing in New York, it's not what they're doing in Paris. Right. So we get on the subway and, and like, you know, there's now there's like characters out. Like yeah. people are making noise. People are like kids are like young people are out. Mm-hmm. And so it's just kind of lively yeah. in the subway. So I, we get on and we're standing like near the door. Mm-hmm. Right. Because there's nowhere to go. There's nowhere to sit. And so this guy gets on. And he's drunk. He's already been playing music on his little speaker and like hanging out with his friends super loud. Mm-hmm. And he just happens to get on the train uh, with us. And so he looks like he's intoxicated of mm-hmm. some sort. Mm-hmm. And he is just like talking to me mm-hmm. and in French. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know, ber- not berating, but he's yeah, just he like, was. He, <laughs> I have no clue what he was yeah, saying. All I heard was he's like going on and on he's in like, French. And then he's like, oh, you gladiator. Yeah. Big gladiator, right? <laughs> and it keeps going on in French. And then Eddie, he's like saying how beautiful you are. And then like, you know, and then he's just like. For 20 minutes, yeah. you were listening to this And I literally was man. like looking, smiling, like, yeah, uh-huh. All I right. don't know and then, anybody And I was like looking else. around just seeing if anyone's reacting. Yeah. Because maybe he's saying some awful shit to me <laughs> and I should be like really responding in a, an appropriate way. But just I, kept smiling. I was just like, whatever. All right. I don't know what you're saying. You know, there was little points I was like, okay, I think you get a little too close to me. You know, yeah. I, I have no problem putting, you know, my size, you know, 11 my and a half <laughs> mm-hmm. right in the middle of your chest. Mm-hmm. No problem doing that. Um, so then, like, we get through that. And all of a sudden, we're like, oh, our we're stop's at our coming. Stop. So we're arriving to the stop, and the train's kind of is pulling in. And we look out, and it, I'm telling you, it's a massive Hundreds of people. crowd of people waiting to get on this train. Mm-hmm. I have no idea where they're coming from. Mm-hmm. I have no idea why it's midnight. We, we're just standing there. Yeah. And so I'm thinking, oh, wow, that's a lot of people. I'm not thinking this is going to be a problem. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I'm not thinking that at all. Right. I'm thinking as soon as those doors open, just like everywhere in the universe. Uh-huh. You just get off, and yeah, then they get on. The, the sea will part, and people will allow you to get off. Mm-mm. Oh, no, 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 no. That's not what happened. Mm-mm. All those people started moving into the, get into, in, into the train. I think they were trying to get on before the train actually stopped and the doors opened. I don't know they how were standing. Yeah, you're right, because yeah. they were standing right by the door mm-hmm. opening. And so all of a sudden, I'm like, we're trying to get through. I'm like, oh. Yeah, and we were getting me. pushed back into right. the train and then, further. <laughs> they were getting pushed back, and I was like, okay. 
what do we do? Yeah. And so, <laughs> no, like, I don't think you guys understand. Like, I, how do we even explain this? But we're like, oh, yeah, this is our stop. Good thing we're getting off because all these people are getting on. Right. But so many people got on so quickly and aggressively that we were getting pushed further into the train. Right. Like, we weren't going to be So, able to we get were off. like, oh, no, 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 we have to get off. Right. right. So, because we're married, I was like, all I'm going to do is get behind my husband and like hold on to the back of his shirt and I'm just going to push him through and I'm going to use him as like a shield. Right. Yeah. And then you had made up your mind because you were getting like people were hitting your shoulders and just like bombarding past you right. as they were pushing us further into the subway. At some point, your Hulk came out and you were like, fuck this. So I, just, I just said, fuck this. You know, what? I'm getting off this train. Yeah. So I just started. I, I I put one foot in front of the other and I just started ramming people. Bam, 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 bam. I'm like, we're getting off this train. And then And I just made my way right after you. And people were looking at us, cussing. Oh, and they all. were cussing at us in French and like pissed off and whatever, but they were I still like, going on. Wait, 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 wait. So oh. wait, we get out and we're like out of breath. And we're like, what Eddie goes, what the fuck just happened? And I couldn't stop laughing. I was like peeing my pants because I was like, no one's going to believe us. Like what? We just got trampled on. Oh, like, my God. And we're pretty tall. Like right. we're taller than a lot of people. But we literally got punked into like going further and further into we were, that train. We, we were like, oh, excuse me. Excuse yeah. me. Pardon me. Excuse no. me. No. So you can't okay. be nice. I was, nice. Like, I was just, like, oh, this is not working. No. They're not responding to no. this. And so, yeah, we had to we had to go full on football, yeah. like American football style. <laughs> in there. And, and we rocked a couple people that I was just like, yeah, they're going to feel that for a few days because <laughs> it's just no other choice. Uh, but we had to get off that damn yeah. train. But they do it also getting off of a plane. Did yeah. You notice. That's right? what I'm saying. It's so like they this, didn't do it in London. But here it's like you, you know, you pull into like the terminal or whatever your gate when you, your flight has Okay, we all been on this flight for 10 hours, but when we pull in, it's like common courtesy to let the people before you get off. No, not these people. They go straight to the front right. and you're like, I'm sorry, weren't you in row 267? Right. Like, stay back there until it's your time. They don't do that there. No. So that was quite a learning uh for us. On the train, on yeah. the plane. I was just like, where are they going? Yeah. And to see them not, like you think that when they get off, they're going to like run to like a, a maybe a, a another flight no. or another train. No. They're in the same yeah. area, chilling. And everywhere we were required to be in a line, it was chaos like that. Right. Like we went to Moulin Rouge and it was, it was like, like people pushing. Like, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm pretty sure we all have assigned seating. Like, <laughs> We're all going to get into this show. There's thousands of people. Like, we all have our own chairs. I'm not taking your chair. <laughs> I think you asked me, do we have a slide? Yeah, seat? I was so like, like yeah. is this like a first come, first serve thing? We're looking at our tickets. I'm like, bro, we're all going to get in. Why are you cutting? Like, I don't know. I don't understand. So it was like definitely Hilarious. a shock, right? So we spend a couple of days in Paris. I'll tell you, here, here are some tips that I have. Like, get a pass, like a 48-hour or a three-day pass on the red bus. Mm. The red bus stops at all of, it's like an open-air bus, and it stops at all of the places in Paris that are big deals, like the Eiffel Tower, the Louvre, all of the different places. And you can hop on, hop off whenever you want. So that will 
save you from having to Uber, take a taxi, whatever. And you can do it wherever and whenever you want. So that was pretty cool. Bring a bandana. Don't buy a towel. <laughs> yeah. If um, you want to wipe your sweat, you need you need yeah. a bandana because all they got is kitchen towels. Try to get tickets to things you want to see like ahead of time, like the Louvre, um, Moulin Rouge. Oh, my God. Okay. I'm going to tell you, I thought it would be a good idea. We're in Paris. We got to see that. You know, I saw it was like one of the top things to do. Oh, kind of cheesy, whatever. We go. We were only able to get last minute tickets to a 1230 p.m. showing. No. 11 30 p.m. which we're still kind of jet lagged and that's late and so we bought them anyways they were expensive but after about 45 minutes i was like yeah i'm kind of tired of this <laughs> and i look at you i'm like are you enjoying this and he's like ah, i could do without this right so we just made the executive decision to leave after about 45 minutes yeah well, i mean, only think we got to intermission no, we did no, not. We, uh, so maybe that just wasn't our thing. But I felt like it's OK. I've seen enough nipples, small nipples. By the way, none of those women have ever had children because there's no <laughs> way if you are in the Moulin Rouge burlesque show that your nipples should be that small. <laughs> just like, And every woman I've talked to that is gone is like, oh, yeah, those people are like those girls are like 18. They never had kids, never right, had kids. Right. Because your nipples wouldn't be that small. <laughs> so anyways, we leave Moulin Rouge and we happen to be in this like red light district. Yeah. And it's nothing but like sex stores and like prostitution is legal. And so it was like a really kind of wild. And so we're like, ah, this one looks kind of nice. Let's yeah. go into this sex store. <laughs> we go in and the guy, nice guy, African guy speaking French. No clue what he's saying. Right. right. And um. You know, we're just like having fun in there. Like we've been in there 30 seconds and Eddie goes, do you have a bathroom? I have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> Ask him with the translator. And he tells me in French, uh, watch the store. <laughs> and he leaves the store to take you to the bathroom. Yeah. So, uh, so I'm we, sorry. W- wait, so- what? I'm in charge of the sex store now. All of the dildos <laughs> are my responsibility. <laughs> so, so he takes me to the next door. Apparently, like he has friends at the next the next other sex mm-hmm. shop, and so he takes me into there, and I'm like, okay. And he takes me, and he like basically opens his secret door, mm-hmm. and I'm like standing back. I'm like, I'm not going in there. And like he opens the door, and it's the restroom, and it's the most awful restroom I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> like I'm like, oh, good thing I stand up. This is horrific. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, like it never been cleaned. Yeah, and so. The door kind of closes. I'm like, do I keep this door open? I thought like, I was never going to see you again. Yeah, it was very much. It was so sketchy. Mm-hmm. And so I came. I, I did that come back. And then you had a whole situation. Oh my God. <laughs> Meanwhile, while you're in the bathroom in the cave, and I think I'm never going to see you again, I'm in, in charge and responsible <laughs> for all the dildos in the sex store. And so sure enough, guess what happens? Customers come in. And I'm like, hi. And I, the first customer that comes in, I go, hi. And the lady looks at me like it says something in French and then goes and starts looking at, you know, the different merchandise. And I'm like, ah, uh, what do I do? And then another customer comes in. I'm like, oh, now there's a rush. And I, the American girl, not speaking any French, I'm in charge of the store. He said, watch the store. I'm sorry, what? Bring him back. I was so mad you had to go to the bathroom and oh you took God. the store owner out of the store. So I'm in there for a solid five minutes by myself trying to like, oh, God, if what do, are they setting me up? Like, what if they start looting? I don't know what to do. 
long story, it works out great. Um, and he comes back. He's really nice. And, you know, we chatted with him on the translator app. And then before we left, he gave me a rose. It was like a fake rose, right? Wrapped up in plastic. And I was like, oh, this is sweet. I don't want this shit, though, right? Yeah. So I literally, when we walked out, I saw a kid. And I almost turned to the little girl who was like four. And I almost gave her the rose. <laughs> And I was like, ah, you know, yeah. I think she had a sister or something. I didn't have to. There was a reason I didn't give it to the little girl because I didn't want it. Yeah. And, and this is a homeless little girl. Right. We're, she wasn't homeless. Oh, she wasn't? No, but we did see a homeless baby. Oh. Um, a so wait a second. <laughs> so we're, we're standing <laughs> at a light and I've got the flower like down. And I look and realize the red rosebud had fallen out and so I pick it up and I'm like, oh my, it's thong panties. <laughs> Thank God I didn't give this to the freaking four-year-old, right? And so, yeah, so he gave me some free thong panty oh rose, God. whatever. Yeah, but, and so, you've been wearing them ever since, right? Oh yeah, yeah. okay. <laughs> so we stay for a couple days in Paris. Like, what, what's your take on that? Oh, I have a wet in the world. Okay. We go to the Louvre mu Museum. Yeah. One of the most amazing museums in the world. And I got to tell you, I don't love museums. I, maybe yeah. I'm alone. Uh, I, I want to see this stuff, but I want to walk very quickly through things. Like, give me cliff notes, like highlight version. I don't need to see Mind everything. Mind you, people, the Louvre is the, one of the largest, I would say the largest museum, one of the largest museums in the world. It has, mm -hmm. you know, I don't know, thousands yeah. of different pieces. And so I'm like, this is going to be amazing, yeah. right? And so we have a tour guide uh -huh. who is freaking a mess. Like, this poor girl. Oh, my God. I'm like, I'm going to pray for you. She was a mess. I was like, she goes, oh, you guys are from Los Angeles? Goes, oh, and she so was just late. like scatterbrained. Yeah. Yeah. And she literally said, at one point, she said, we can't go over there because I I don't know anything about that part <laughs> of the museum. I'm like, what? Yeah. Okay, we can only go to the places you know about. She okay. was a starving artist. <laughs> when she found out that we had two kids studying art, you know, acting in college she was like okay can you help solve my life because i went to college for a painter i've been in college for 32 years and my parents are cutting me off financially and i was like okay so it turned out to be like a counseling therapy <laughs> session for me but you wanted to juice her for all the history right and she's like oh let me show you this painting my uncle made right <laughs> and so the people that were with the couple were with beautiful couple yeah, they right. were like yeah i don't give a fuck about your <laughs> uncle like they were like the husband and i were like yeah we don't care about this stuff like right. he needs she needs to speed it up so you know two hours in i asked you how long is this why because i didn't eat before we went and now it's like past two hours if we let her she would have been there with us for eight hours and i did not want that so at some point i turned to you and i said are you done <laughs> and you know when your wife turns to you and says are you done you're done it's not like you're gonna say i was like no i'm not done i want to see this stuff I don't care about this right. stuff. Mind I'm you, hungry. We only went through one wing of. That's because she was museum. showing you her paintings of her uncle. If you would have been like, "Hey, I want to see as this much is as the I museum can." Museum that has the Mona Lisa, you know. It, it, oh, it, it so is. she goes, "Well, you got to see the Mona Lisa before you go." I was like, "Okay, sure, whatever." So we go in the room, and she's like, "I'm gonna get you guys to the front." I was like, "I'm good. Go ahead." <laughs> I literally stayed in the back of the room. I was like, "Oh, he'll get a picture for me." She goes, "No, come." I'm like, "Nah, I don't want to fight that crowd. It's okay. It's like hot, yeah. sweaty." Yeah. And you were like, do you not want to see the moment? I'm like, take a picture. I'll see the picture. I just, yeah, I'm good. 
By the way, the only reason the Mona Lisa is famous is because it got stolen. Right. But There's still, way better it's, art in it's that still museum. The, yeah. Well, who knows? I didn't see it. <laughs> I just only saw like. So what? if you're into history, you want to go back to Paris with Eddie, <laughs> let me know because he, uh, yeah, the museum, I just couldn't do it on an empty stomach for yeah. another two so, hours. So, so, you know. We do the whole Paris thing, right? Mm-hmm. So we go to all the restaurants that we find on, you know, on TikTok. If you're ever going out of town and you don't have some planning your trip, TikTok's a great place to find like yeah. really cool places. And so we were able to map out some really cool restaurants using that. Uh, so I was really happy with that. And then we went to a couple places that were just kind of like, ah, like you never think that you would go to a restaurant that doesn't have a menu. So we went to one place that like literally you, we sat down and they only serve steak and fries mm-hmm. what they call steak and steak frites. frites steak steak frites mm-hmm. and so we're sitting there and like i'm like oh okay this is cool you're watching them be unsanitary oh. and losing <gasps> your mind by the the fact that they're not using uh washing their hands or using gloves but you know all in all I liked Paris. Yeah. Well, let you... me tell you that restaurant. Yeah. I was watching the preparation table where they were cutting the bread, putting ice into, by the way, they only give you three cubes of ice, but she did it with all with her hands. Mm. And then I watched her. She was going like this with her hair, wiping sweat off her face, grabbing ice, putting it in the containers. And I was having a bit of an attack, like right. sitting there watching her cut the bread, touch her face again at one point she grabbed some ice after touching her hair she grabbed an ice cube put it in her mouth put it all over her lips put it on her face and then went back to giving somebody else ice and i was like oh my god this is where is the health inspector i don't want any of this i don't want your ice cubes i don't want your bread i and i'm you know, i don't get freaked out by stuff like that right. i just found many a hairs in my food and i'm like ah whatever it's not that big of a deal I found a ladybug in my salad when I was like, okay, I'm not freaked out. Just bring me another salad. But I don't get grossed out by stuff like that. But watching it in front of me, it was blatant. I was like, there are no cares in this country. Like, it's just anything goes. Right. So wasn't a fan of that. She wasn't a fan. I think think we may have to do a a do-over because I think that you missed out on, like, I think it was too (laughs) hot. I think that maybe the the emotional state of mind. Yeah. Um, But... I, all in all, I thought this is this is a, a typical, you know, you know, ancient city, but also trying to be modern, but also has like parts that are pretty dirty, yeah. right? You got a lot of homeless, you lots got of people, graffiti, you got graffiti, you know, like I said, but they have beautiful buildings at the same time, wonderful restaurants. I thought it was great. Yeah, but I was. <laughs> So then the next leg of the trip, we're going to, um, we don't know how to say it. I'm going to, I'm going to spell it for you. Well, we're going to, we're, we're taking a train to Marseille. To, okay. We're right. going to Marseille and then we're renting a car and we're going to Hare. Hare. H-E-Y-E-R-E-S. That's right. how you spell it. Okay. So, um, we start, you know, chatting with some of the people that we're meeting in Paris and they're like, Oh, where are you guys going next? And we're telling them we're on an empty nester vacation. Where are you guys going next? Oh, we're going to the South of France. Okay. Where, where? Oh, Marseille. They're like, Marseille. That's the ghetto of France. That's the French ghetto. And I was like, uh, okay. (laughs) Well, I did tell you that I saw a couple of TikToks (laughs) that were a little bit sketchy, but you still proceeded to like book it there. So literally at least five people were like, that's the French ghetto. Why are you going there? So now I'm a little bit like, 
okay, it gets worse than this. Like, you know, I didn't think, <laughs> I didn't think parents, I thought I had different expectations for Paris. Right. And it just so happens that on TikTok, there's lots of people trashing Paris. Like, I, it just I, depends how you do Paris. It depends how you do it, where right. you're staying, what right. you're doing, how you're like, if you're taking the subway, like, so, you know, we have friends that sent us to some really nice restaurants that stay in some high end places. They love Paris. And she literally, when I was telling her, she was like, I guess I've just never seen Paris the way that you've seen it. Like we've never done any of these things. She goes, come to think of it. I don't even go outside of like where we stay. I'm like, okay, well, that's the problem. Like <laughs> I'm seeing all of Paris and you're just seeing like the one little place. Right, right. And so, um, yeah. So anyways, now we're going to the French ghetto. Right. That's a little concerning. Right. And I'm like, that's not what the pictures look like. Right. Like, when I when I looked at everything, I looked at the pictures, I looked at the room. I was like, we're staying in a nice hotel. I just yep. don't get it. But it, it was a, a, I would say, a bipolar city. Like, yeah. there's, there's a city, the part of the city is really, really nice. And the part of the city is really not Marseille. nice. Right, of Marseille. Mm -hmm. um, and so the, the, the hard thing was, you know, Paris on the last day tried to kill me because I got sick. And so remember, mm -hmm. I was on the train, like thought it was my last day. I was like, I'm going to die on this train. Mm -hmm. There's no way. I don't, I don't know what's going on. Mm -hmm. And mind you, people, like I never really get sick. Mm -hmm. And so all of a sudden, like I'm feeling super lethargic, super tired. Like I'm like falling asleep in the Uber and it's in the morning. Mm -hmm. Like we just woke up and I've been, I've been poisoned and yeah. I don't know who has poisoned me. I don't know. If the it was the breakfast at the hotel that you <laughs> ate that I did not. I'm convinced it was right. the You're convinced. I don't, I don't know. But we get on this this train and uh, we got nice seats on the train. But for whatever reason, our particular car did not have AC. Mm -hmm. So I was dying. Mm -hmm. Right. I was like, and then you seem to be a little too comfortable. And I was like, is it? Wait, wait a second. Is it me? Because yeah. I'm not feeling well. It, am I am I having a fever problem? Guys, at one point, he turns to me and he goes, why are you not upset that it's hot here? And I go. What do you want me to do? I, uh, why are you not mad about that? I go, okay, what, what? There's nothing we can do. He goes, I'm waiting for this guy. When he comes out, when he comes down here, I'm going to ask him why this AC is not working. I said, first of all, he doesn't speak English. <laughs> he damn sure doesn't know what an AC is. So you need to use your translator if you, and also what do you want him to do? Like we're on a two hour trip. He's not going to fix. He's not maintenance. He's not going to fix Maybe the AC just for you. All right. No. So I'm having a conflict with myself and with the AC. And then Janelle's having this conflict, unwilling, unwillingly knowing. I don't even know that she's having this conflict with the lady behind mm -hmm. behind you, because on this train you are sharing the same window, and mm -hmm. so the blinds, and so you pull the blinds down immediately, mm -hmm. right? And then why? Because the sun's the sun beating, is beating on me and the AC's not working, right? Right, it's hot, mm -hmm. and so you get up to go to the bathroom, go to the bathroom, mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden the blinds go up. And uh huh. All right. Well, yeah. maybe she just wants to see outside while you're away. Right. So then you come back and then you pull the blinds. Immediately you don't even down. like look at the lady. You don't even like. I didn't know. I wasn't exactly. paying attention. And I'm watching this feud. Yeah. Like the beginnings of this war. Start. So you say she's like talking shit. So then like the when the, it comes down and then I'm like, OK. And then all of a sudden um, <laughs> you I think you leave again. Uh -huh. I went and to the, the restaurant. And then the blinds times. go up again. Yeah. And then I'm like, and okay. And I came back and, and I you closed come it back again. And you close it again. I, when I whispered to you, I said, you are having a war. <laughs> with the lady with the, behind with you. The, with this window, with the lady behind you. <laughs> I think like, you should be aware. Yeah. So I come back from the bathroom again and I notice the windows open. I pull it down and, you know, it's like it just keeps going. But when we pulled into the train station, I opened it 
And then it was super bright and hot. And so I turned back to talk to her and I said, I'm so sorry. Did you want it down? And she (laughs) she goes, actually, I wanted it up the whole time. I said, oh, I'm so sorry. It was so hot. The sun was like beaming in and it's really hot in here. She goes, yeah, you're right. I guess it would have been too hot. And I was like, okay, well, I guess I won the war. I didn't know I was warring with her, first of all, but I think she knew deep down that I was making the right decision for both of us. So, But I just like the fact that like, it was going up and down, yeah, up and down. I didn't notice it. <laughs> Probably because you were too busy peer pressuring me to be mad about how hot it was. So I was trying to stay cool. So anyways, um, kind of backtrack. When we went to Paris, um... You know, we decided like, okay, I've never owned a purse, like a Louis Vuitton purse, because I just could never justify the cost of that. Like we were raising kids and there was just, I'd rather take a vacation than buy a couple thousand dollar purse. So we had decided, you said, I want to get you a gift for like completing motherhood, like get your first like really nice fancy purse. So I get a Louis Vuitton purse and, you know, I've got the box. We take it on the train. So we're pulling into the French ghetto. I've got my Louis Vuitton uh, purse like in a box, like right. in a bag because we had just went to the store that before we got on the train. That you just came from Right. Vuitton, so it's right? like brand new. Obviously, right. it's thousands of dollars. Yeah. And then we've got to me luggage like you've got your gold chain on like, right, I've got my jewelry on. And so we're like, we don't really know what to expect going into the French ghetto. And I'm going to tell you, like this train station, super sketchy, yeah, super <laughs> sketchy. What happens? We get in. My husband's like, I got to go to the bathroom. Leaves me within 30 seconds of us getting there. So I like stand to the side and I'm like, should I open my luggage right now and put this Louis Vuitton bag like inside? I don't think I have room. Also, that's like I'm opening in the middle of this train station. It looks super sketchy. There's some really right. crazy looking creatures all around. And <laughs> I'm like, he left me to defend myself and all of our belongings because he had to go to the bathroom. And sure enough, right as I'm like thinking about this. The freaking police come by. I'm telling you, 15 police. They've got like three guys in handcuffs and they're just like parading them through the train right. station. I'm like, straight fugitives. Fugitives. <laughs> right. Like, did like, they get them off the this train? Is, this like, is not your regular, you know, police officer. These were tactical. They're not like pickpocketers. They've got like, you yeah. know, the bulletproof vests. This is a SWAT they, team. They got the SWAT team. Like, they, yeah. I'm like, oh, Combat this was a gear. siege. Like, they like, yeah. Like, oh, yeah, we set them up. We mm-hmm. got them, right? And, I'm, and, then, I, and I walk out the bathroom. I'm like, yeah. what is I going go, on? I go, okay, thanks for taking us to the French <laughs> ghetto and leaving me out here, right? So then we have to, like, get our belongings. We're both pulling two pieces of luggage. I've got my stupid yeah. Louis Vuitton bag, right? We walk out of the train Looking station. Looking like Marks, like targets. Looking like Marks. <laughs> and we have to now walk down, a, you know, a half a mile to go to Enterprise Rent-A-Car to get our rental car. And... Uh, and that's a problem because <laughs> on the walkway that we need to you like utilize to get down these stairs, we're the only ones that have to walk this way. But there happen to be about 20 kind of French gangsters yeah. <laughs> hanging out by the like, stairs, like hanging out, like just chilling, looking like they're looking for people to rob. Like, and it, we look it, like Mark, right? It, it, like who hangs out of the train station right. like that? Right. And so we're just walking. I'm trying to make like a nod, like to just make sure like that I only see works you, in America. You see me, mm-hmm. right? And so I was just like, 
And then like you had one heavy piece of luggage mm-hmm. and I had like one. And I was like, just give me the heavy one because we had to go down like two flights of stairs. Mm-hmm. And they were more like riffraff downstairs coming up the stairs. And I didn't want them to see like you were struggling. They were like, let me help like, Let me help you. Yeah. They fucking run off with your luggage right, or something. Right. I was like, just give me the bag. And you're like, no, <laughs> mm-hmm. we'll go down the street. And so now we're like, let's hurry up across the street. Let's get, you know, to this, you know. Well, somehow we made it through that. But I'm going to tell you, that. when we talked about this after, you guys have to know, like, Eddie and I both grew up in the hood. Yeah. And so we're like, we're probably going to have to fight right now for our like, belongings. I was like, I could take like four yeah. or five of them, but you're going to have to take yeah. three. So we couldn't really <laughs> say this, but we were like, okay, we got this. Immediately, I was like, why didn't we ever take jujitsu or something? Like, we should know how to like properly defend ourselves because I saw us taking on these 20 guys, but I was like, it'd be really cool if we actually knew like some kung fu, but we don't. And so then we're just going to be scrapping with these guys for our belongings, but there's no way I'm letting them take my mother's gift, right? Right, right. And so, you know, I've got my own thoughts, you've got your own thoughts, and we're alert, and somehow we make it through. Right. And get down the stairs, and now we got to go to... Now we're walking, like, downhill towards... Carrying all this luggage in this super sketchy neighborhood, you guys. And it's about five, five o'clock. Yeah. Five o'clock. So, so we, if it gets dark, we're screwed. Yeah, yeah. So we're like, we got, we got to find, we got to find shelter before the, <laughs> before the, the real gangsters okay, come out. Okay, here's where it gets weird. We're walking down the street, and Eddie's thing says, "You have arrived to Enterprise <laughs> Rental Car, right?" And we have a reservation, and so we get there, and the garage door is yeah. down, yeah. and it looks closed as shit, right? right? Like, and we're like in a downtown setting, you know, just came from the riffraff. Right. No turning back. And so there's a woman that's like sitting on the back of a car, like in the trunk part of like a hatchback hatchback. She's like backed into the driveway of the of and then there's like a flag that says Enterprise. Enterprise. So Eddie goes, Do you know where Enterprise is? And she goes, Yeah, it's right there. <laughs> and we're like, Okay, well, how do we no, get she in? Said, she said, Yeah, she said, goes, I'm Enterprise. I'm Enterprise. I was like, Oh. You're sitting and in I'm the like back of around, a car. I'm like, okay. Well, you know, my name is Mr. Copeland. I have a reservation. Can you help us? He goes, she pulls up her iPad. She goes, you're late. <laughs> and he goes, okay, I have a reservation. She said, your reservation was at 11. We don't have a car for you. We only hold it for two hours. Mind you, in said, kind of an accent. Right. Like you can tell. She says, in France, in France, we only, we only hold it for two hours. I was like, oh. Yeah. So? Like what? So he goes, uh, okay, well, we need a car. She goes, the gate's broken. And we're like. I'm sorry, what? She goes, the gate. That's why I'm sitting out here. I'm like, okay, this is not. You're like my nail lady right now. What? And she goes, the gate's broken. We're waiting for them to come. And I was like, okay, is this something that happens all the time? Like, she goes, the cars are in there. I don't have a car to give you. We gave your car away. I'm like, okay, so which is it? Like, the the car's locked in there. You gave it away. And we were like, okay, well, where should we get a car from? And she goes, go back to the train station. And like, maybe we were like, yeah, we can't walk back over there. We can't go that way. <laughs> that way is that way is a that's dangerous, it's dangerous. and it's about to get dark. Right, and we are not this night. We are not staying in Marseille, so right. we need a car because our reservations are in an a, hour away. An hour away, mm-hmm. and so you know she's sitting there and she goes, "I go, what about this car right here?" And she says, "Well, this just got returned and it's dirty." And it, you know, and I was like, "So no, we'll take it." You said we'll take it, and I go, <laughs> "We'll take it." That lady just returned it right now. Yeah. And you were like, we're desperate. I was yeah. like, we are? Like, yeah. I mean, could we grab dinner? Like, <laughs> we, And you were like, we'll take it. And she goes, it's dirty. And he goes, we'll take it. 
Yeah. She goes, it's mo- it costs more. We'll take it. I'm like, you are not asking any <laughs> questions right now. So we get into this car. There's no gas. You know, it's dirty, whatever. We drive. Mind you, they don't have English signs while right. driving. Like, there's no, like, it's not self-explanatory when well, you the, should the, stop, where you should stop. And it's not even so much about, like, English. It's just different signs, signs symbols, symbols yeah. and things like that. And you're driving, like, and so you're just on relying on, way, like, and universal green means go and red means stop. And you're right? like, I'm like, all you got to do is stay behind someone <laughs> and just do exactly what they do. That's all we got to do, right? Right. And so the cars are different, too. And so, like, we're getting into this car, and I'm like, ah, oh, man, I don't, like, this doesn't seem like anything. It's a Renault. Renault. Yeah. And so... I think that we need gas. Yeah, it says 32 degrees or yeah, Celsius. Like, it also says that it's 2100 or right. whatever the heck, right? So, And then the kilometers per mile or per it's whatever. It's a big mess. Yeah, so, so we're like, like, this is interesting. And so I'm like, I think we need gas. So I go, we go to the gas station, and I'm like, I don't even know what this says. Nothing and in so English. I'm, like, I'm just putting my credit card in there, and I'm like, okay, this looks like it's not. like The only thing I need to make sure is that I don't put diesel in this car, Yeah. right? I don't even know if diesel is is part of their whole thing and so like i i hit the button and i start squeezing gas I'm like oh my god it's not working you know when the, when the gas like the handle starts to mm-hmm. like it keeps clicking yeah and so i'm like if i hold it midway it starts to come out right so okay i'm holding it and all of a sudden gas just comes spraying out yeah. like, oh like no so it wasn't empty. it wasn't it, empty. Was, it was full, full. <laughs> <laughs> so then we're like okay get in the car now there's a line right and he's like pushing all these buttons he goes i have no clue if i stopped it or if we're gonna give free gas to everybody <laughs> behind us so we're just like oh we'll have to dispute all this with the <laughs> right. credit card company we did not fill we just up keep tapping 21 everything. cars with gas right so, so we leave we drive an hour away we're out of the french ghetto right. uh Yere, I don't know how to say it. Yere, I it. I always want to say it in like Yere. a Spanish, but right. it's not. Um anyways, we get to this beautiful like resort and have this like what's supposed to be a nice romantic like getaway in this secluded spa like, you know, yeah. resort and Eddie's sick for three days. Yeah. That sucked. Yeah. But it was beautiful, it was beautiful. and nice. Yeah, I I, I again Paris tried to poison yeah. me so as soon as we got there i was trying to tough it out I and mean, we still did things but mm-hmm. like we just kind of yeah. had to stay in in some type of vicinity of the restroom yeah because it was not we had a our own stuff. like private beach and it was beautiful uh jacuzzi whatever so then it's time to leave there oh we had a day trip to saint tropez that was fun Lots of those yachts, you guys, that people look like ballers. It's actually not theirs. They rented them. Uh, so we had fun there. And what else did we do? Then we went to stay for a few nights, the last few nights in Marseille. Right. Right. And, you know, and so then we were a little anxious going back because we we're like, OK, it was the French ghetto. The the area we saw didn't look you know too great we we yeah. drove remember where we like, almost got jumped at the right. train station so now we got to go back and I, I kept begging them do we have to go there like right. literally the uber driver last night said it was the compton of france <laughs> mind you i grew up an exit away from compton but i'm like this isn't where you want a vacation right. you know so i don't have a problem with compton but i'm like why are we booked on a vo- vacation here if all of these uber drivers are talking such shit about marseille right so we wind up staying at the Intercontinental Hotel, which is like beautiful, beautiful, nice area. real estate, yeah. like a major, like, like it's almost like a, like a monument yeah. there in that town. And so we, we actually stayed in a, in a part that looked like a 180 degree, like it was totally different than where we would saw. And so 
definitely uh, two two different types of communities there but yeah we had a really amazing time like yeah. i think that we were able to just connect and just uh, enjoy the city and um we got to go to the spa and the hotel mm-hmm. uh, all those things were really cool had and, some and, amazing food yeah really i just relaxed. the issue i have is like don't try to go get grab something to eat at 2 p.m because everything closes in fact everything stays open for drinks and smoking and that's it right so they don't serve food between like two and six which i was like okay note to self (laughs) siesta like that's not how you say it in french but like so that was interesting i think at the end of the day uh my takeaways are like if you're dropping a kid off becoming an empty nester you need a transition period yeah and i think that it was such an amazing time for us to reconnect and just like that was our first vacation without the kids in 20 years Right. I'm sorry, what? Like And like, you know, it, it, we you when you're in a relationship and you have kids that are adults, like they become part of the, obviously they're part of the conversation. So, if like we're on a trip, you know, and you're we're maybe, like, "Ooh, let's get sushi." Ah, uh, I don't want sushi. Well, you guys go over there yeah. and we go over here, right? Whatever yeah. or or it's just a, a problem right. we're just like trying to figure it, it out. But all in all, like like being able just to hang out with you mm-hmm. was amazing. And just like, you know, we got yeah. to have adventures. We got to have crazy moments. Mm-hmm. We got the joke, we got the laugh and all those things yeah. together. It was just a really amazing time. We just had a lot of adventure. Yeah. Like that was kind of what we set out to do. And so I'm happy to be in this transition period with you. Um, I feel like we're having a lot of fun together. And update, you know, when we were in France, Jordan still called like, oh, my God, I got to tell you guys we had orientation today. I met these friends. And so just like the very first day that we left her and she had something at school, she couldn't wait to call us and tell us about it. And the excitement from her, I said, honey, this makes me emotional. This is all I thought I was going to miss. Like, Mm -hmm. I just want to be a part of what you're learning and who you're meeting. And she's like, yeah, I miss you guys. Like, I, who else am I going to report to you? Right. And so I'm happy to report that she wants to keep us in the loop because she wants to share and we're happy to hear about it. And so it's just been overall a really great experience. But um, people keep asking us, like, what are you guys doing without the kids? I'm like, yeah, we're having sex. Like, wh- <laughs> what do you think we're doing? Like, we're doing all the things that we couldn't right. do because we were busy raising kids for 20 years. Yeah. And so... Um, yeah, I really am happy in this phase with you. And I know that not everybody has this great relationship with their spouse. Maybe, maybe you are in a situation where you put your kids first and now you're having a tough time kind of reconnecting. And I'll just say like, figure out then how to create the space for you to be able to reconnect. Or if your kids are younger, you know, five, seven years old, remember what we're telling you right now, you're gonna come to a point where it's just you too. And so I wish someone would have like stressed that to us so we could have made it more of a priority to leave the kids at home and go do date nights. And so, and that was a big one because I think that like, I think we see different version of it to your point where people forget that and they get into these relations, they get married, they have kids, and then they don't put their relationship first. And, right. that, and that may be a hard thing for people to, to, to take because they think, no, the kids come first. Well, the kids will leave, yeah. right? And then, but the kids are also a product of what you create in that relationship. Right. And so I think that if I was to do it over again, there would be a different intentionality to like our connection because mm-hmm. 
the better we're connecting, the better we enjoy each other, yeah. the better we're going to parent, yeah. right? The better the, the, the example we're setting for the kids. And I think we, we set a pretty good example, yeah. but I just think that for some people, like that's something they're not thinking about. Yeah, they're we not- should have connected more. But then it's harder when your kids get older because you're also like, oh, they're going to leave soon and we want to spend time with them, right? right? But I do think that we should have made it a priority. It also would have been good role models of us to say, you stay here and mom and dad are going to go be mom and dad. And so now that the girls are getting older, I'm having conversations with them. Like as you think about having a family with your spouse, like remember that it started with you too. And you can't make your whole life about your kids. They can't be the only reason for your existence because at some point they're going to want to exist for themselves and it's going to break your heart and it shouldn't. Right. Because that's really what you're supposed and then you, to be looking for. You get back to, to the relationship that you forgot yeah. what started it. You what forgot was how to nurture it. Right. Yeah. It, and, you know, um, I think we're going to talk about it in another episode, but I think it's also like, how do you stay attracted, attracted to it, someone attractive and attractive? Mm-hmm. Right. And so I think that that is something that's everyone's responsibility within a relationship. Yeah. We'll talk about that. That's a great episode, but yeah. I'm happy to be happy. here in this home with you as new, a new empty nester and we're having a blast. So yeah. let us know what your guys' thoughts are. Have you been to Paris? Have you been to France? Did you stay in Marseille? Do you think it's the French ghetto? <laughs> Uh, we wound up having an amazing time, and I don't know. Everyone's definition of a ghetto is different, though. right? So I we were like, like ah. worried, but after the fifth person told us, I was like, yeah, well, maybe we shouldn't be staying here. <laughs> so, anyways, let us know what your guys' thoughts are. Hopefully, this was entertaining. Hopefully, got something out of it. We'll see you guys in the next episode. Push through. Thank you for listening to the Push Podcast. Hey, we want to hear from you. So if you have a question or there's a particular topic that you want us to tackle and you want us to help you push through, you got to do something for us. You got to go to Apple Podcasts and you got to leave a rating and a review. And in that review, go ahead and leave that question with your Instagram handle so that we can shout you out when we actually answer the question. And we'll talk about that on the podcast and make sure that, hey, this particular podcast is made for you. So leave a rating, leave a review, leave your handle. And until next time, push through.